This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. All right, so imagine, and I don't think it's hard to imagine, that you want quality news. You want Christian, dare I say conservative, perspective on the day's events. Well, there, there's definitely a good Christian perspective at dailycitizen.focusonthefamily.com. Dailycitizen.focusonthefamily.com. Just listen to these categories, everything from culture to daily headlines to life, religious freedom, sexuality, and then they go even beyond that. Parenting resources, LGBT pride, homosexuality, sexuality and marriage, transgender This is a great website where you can get the day's news from a Christian perspective, and you don't have to worry about it being skewed, which, believe me, it is. It's totally skewed. They lie. The other side does. So dailycitizen.focusonthefamily.com. I'm talking with the vice president of communications with Focus on the Family, Paul Batura. And we're talking about one of the more recent articles, which is exploring kind of the issues around this United Auto Workers strike. I think they're now into their 14th or 15th day. They want to work 32 hours as opposed to 40 hours. And one of the questions that was posed recently in a conversation with some conservatives I was having is why hasn't technology advanced to the point where we don't have to work 40 hours a week? Wouldn't that be something that's good? So we're spending more time with family, we're doing and pursuing leisure, but in the midst of all the technological development, it it seems like we're working more. We're taking more onto our plates. So Paul, what is your response to that question? Wouldn't it be good to work less? Well, it depends on what you're doing with your time, of course. If uh, if it were meant that you are going to be spending more time with your family, I guess that, of course, that's a good thing. Again, it's, it's it's a matter of balancing the tension between using your time well and using the gifts God's given you. Uh, I guess I just somewhat question the idea that, you know, a 40-hour week versus 32, I mean, if you do the math, 168 hours, we all get that in a week, 168, and then you think about how many of us work 40-hour weeks, that's still only slightly over 20% of our week is spent working. Uh, you know, you get almost 80% to do what you want. And uh, that seems like a lot. That seems appropriate. Again, we complain about higher prices. We complain about inflation. Uh, we're all trying to make the best go of what we have. It just feels like the costs are going to get passed on down. And I do understand technology can be a boon. It can also be a burden. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, you know, the fact that you can work anywhere can be a good thing, right? I mean, you can do your show from your basement. You can take a conference call at the beach. But then because you can work anywhere, you wind up working everywhere and Mm -hmm. therefore then comes in the balance. And this is the age old tension of life, right? But I think for those of us that are, are Christians, our work is missional, right? So yes, there's a paid component to what I do, but when I get up and head into the office, I'm honoring God with the work of my hands and my time, and I'm serving a greater purpose. And that could be anything from working at Colorado Christian University to even um, you know, working uh, at an auto dealer's, for instance. It's, it, work is honoring to God, and sitting around scrolling your phone watching TikTok videos for hours 
uh, is probably not as honoring a use of time as as going out there and doing something on behalf of the Lord, too. So right. I, I think that's the Christian message into this conversation as well, is like, like you said, what are you doing with your leisure time? If you're spending it with your family, that's absolutely a good thing. If you're educating your children, you're homeschooling your children, that's a good thing. If you're volunteering, serving at your church, working down at the Denver Rescue Mission, those are all good uses of your time. But if if the only thing you're going to do with more hours is expect the same pay so you can lie around and scroll TikTok, I wouldn't say that's a God-honoring time. No, and I would also add this, that I think it's a good thing for our kids to see us working. Yeah, like that, that's a good know, point. It, to try and reduce it down to the fact that, you know, it's better to be home at the, you know, playing Monopoly with your family uh, versus your kids seeing you engaged in a show or engaged in an important, you know, task trying to lobby for the sanctity of life or, you know, depending upon what your job is, I think it's a it, it's going to pay dividends for the rest of those kids' lives uh, that they're going to, you know, have been given a good example and they're going to want to work just as hard as their mom or dad. That's right. That's right. You've also written recently on Jack Phillips. He's back in the news. My goodness, they won't leave him alone. Paul, one time I I was out to lunch with an LGBTQ activist. Yes, I know. Doesn't sound like that's someone I'd be having lunch with, but we do. We 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 actually get along fine. Um, and I asked him one time. I was like, "What in the world were they thinking about Jack Phillips?" And he hung his head and he goes, "That was the biggest strategic mistake our side has ever made." They thought they were going to get this guy that they can drag out and Jack was going to say all these nasty things and he was like a horrible person. And they literally found the nicest guy in all of Colorado and how have drug him through over a decade of legal prosecution. And there's so much I can cover here from the fact that I don't see almost any pastor standing up for Jack, which they should. They absolutely should. I was uh, talking to a, a Jewish leader one time. He said, you Christians are the only ones who don't run to defend each other when they face these types of government persecutions. And I was like, you're exactly right. I can maybe count the number of pastors who've gone to defend Jack Phillips on one hand. But Jack's back in the news. You have an article about him published just yesterday. Can you give us insight into that? Sure, yeah. I mean, you you know this. A lot of your listeners do, too. The Colorado Supreme Court agreed to hear uh, the appeal of his case. Uh, you know, there's this uh, lawyer in Colorado, uh, Autumn Scardina, who claims that uh, they were not trying to set Jack up, which is just so incredulous to think that they called him, called his shop on the very day that the United States Supreme Court agreed to hear his case and requested a gender transition cake. And, uh, you know, for the same reasons, he won't do uh, a Halloween ghoulish cake, uh, nor a, a gay wedding cake. He declined, and he said it was not something he could do. They made literally a federal case out of it, and the guy has been dragged once more, you know, into this series of lawsuits and appeals, and uh, hopefully the uh, Colorado Supreme Court will recognize the precedent from the United States Supreme Court in the 303 creative case from last June. But it's just the, the guy, uh, to your point, you know, what man intends for evil, God apparently is using for good. You know, he's a wonderful witness for us, uh, for the faith and for religious freedom. Uh, But it's maddening to think that a good man who's running a great business is literally harassed for more than a decade. It just makes my blood boil. Right. And like you said, it's targeted. They're going to continue to do this. I... I, um... 
uh, same guy I had lunch with when we were talking about the LGBTQ strategy around Jack. I just said, this can't be, and I've talked to a number of, of members of the LGBT community that don't support what they're doing to Jack. Um, so there's, I've noticed there's a division. There's, there's a, I'd say a vast majority that feel like they have achieved the rights that they wanted um, through the legal process. They're very happy to live their lives. They're just going on about living their lives. But there is a sub-element that feels like they've got to go after and prove a point. And uh, that's not democratic. That's not what this country is about. And I think you could be on anywhere on the political spectrum and say, the treatment of Jack Phillips is wrong. And the fact we're back in court cases, we're trying to prove a point. Because I think I, 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 I see you know comments on social media where they go, well, why doesn't just Jack bake the cake? Come on, Jack, just bake the cake. But, you know, why do they got to keep pursuing this guy? Why won't they let him live in peace? He's not a bigot. He just wants to run his business according to his values. Is that so wrong? And people, I think people go, no. So this constant <laughs> effort. Go ahead, Paul. No, there are so many other bakeries out there right, that could right. take their business, uh, and that's that's the reality. I mean, they're literally picking on the guy, and I, to, to your point, I think a lot of people have seen it. You know, if there's one thing liberals are very good at, it's overreaching. They, you know, always overreach, and this is a clear example of that. You guys also have on your website government updates, latest government updates. Here's one from Emily Washburn. New bill introduces federal oversight over private adoption agencies. You also have education victories. North Carolina becomes the 10th state to enact universal school choice. So what I love about the site is not only are you going to get the news, you'll get commentary, right, which is important from our side, and you get updates. So what's happening up there? Give us a little insight. We only got about a minute or two, but on the, the, the importance of providing government updates. Well, there's a lot. It, for, we're trying to provide practical, uh, you know, low-hanging fruit for people who are living busy lives. You know, moms and dads who are dropping kids off at school or homeschooling or, uh, you know, dealing. They don't want to read big government reports. They don't have the time. And so we're going to give you kind of bite-sized uh, you know, shirt sleeve English analysis of what's what's happening. Uh, it's not all bad news. There's a lot of good news out there. We try and find it and we try and report on it. And uh, people seem to appreciate it, again, because you may only read your little news source, whether it's a local paper or, man, if you read the Drudge Report, you think the world is coming to an end every day. <laughs> That's a great we try point. and offer a little alternative. That's a great point. We're talking with Paul Batura, Vice President of Communications with Focus on the Family. He's also a best-selling author, essayist, storyteller, pundit, and speaker. We're going to get a little bit into some of the books that he's written and, uh, and the stories he likes to tell when we come back on the Frontier Freedom Hour after these messages. Hey, friends, Frontier Freedom Hour sponsored by Colorado Christian University you got to check out this university. It is absolutely fantastic, doing great work. Go to ccu.edu, ccu.edu. Did you know it's one of the top 10 most conservative schools in America? I know it's crazy what's happening to Colorado. You don't know what to do. But right here, you have these great institutions, Focus on the Family, Colorado Christian University, working to change our culture to be a light in the craziness and the darkness. We'll cover all of this and more when we return. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour.